Hello, and welcome in, gentlemen, and maybe ladies, if any of your girls are out there listening, to the Team Narwhal 6 Fantasy Football Podcast. We are back after a one-week hiatus where Eric and myself were, were basically missing in action for, for a whole week, so we apologize. But we're back, and we're going to get you ready for week three. Eric, welcome on, buddy. How are we doing today? We're, we're, we're okay. I'll, well, I'll give you an okay. It's been a rough. It's been a rough two weeks from a fantasy standpoint for your boy over here. <laughs> rough start, but we're ready to bounce back. We yeah, we're gotta, bouncing back. We're before bouncing we back. get into football things, actually, let's just get right into right into football things. I've got a bush light ready to go. Let's crack it. We're gonna get right into it. Um, some real real quick football news. Some things that might turn it around for for maybe your boy's team over here. My team's namesake has been named the starting quarterback of the New York Giants. Raise your scones. Raise them. Will I go pick up Danny Dimes or Danny Scones as they're calling him? No, I will not. But I don't know. I think you have to. Still going to bring a boost to my team. <laughs> Morale is high on Team Brunch with Daniel Scones. Yes, it's a sign. Honestly, that's what I feel. I feel the same way, man. Um,. We, so weeks one and week week one and week two. Do we want to do we want to recap real quick some some things that happened where where we're sitting at in the standings? Maybe maybe what we're surprised by. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we got to give the boys what they want. We left them hanging last week. Toss them some week one. So for me, I, I I'm excited right now about team um, tackling sal mortality. Maybe not a surprise to me because I think I said that I loved their draft, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, his team photo is just pure comedy to me. <laughs> um, like uh, number one name change all time. Great turn. Number one name Kyle. change without a doubt. I hope that I hope that this theme continues for every team name he picks for eternity in this league. <laughs> when we're like in our fifties, um, it'll be great. It'll just be a like picture of like really old Zoe. <laughs> um, but anyway, I said that his draft was my favorite, and he's got a two and zero start. So, Kyle, thank you for making me look like an effing genius. And I think maybe Eric, you said that. Did you say JJ was your favorite draft, or you said Doug was? I think I said Doug was my favorite draft, but I liked JJ's draft as well. Yeah. So opposite spectrum for me, I think I maybe said that JJ's draft was the worst. And yeah, and you and you, you made up some fool. good points. You made up some good points, and I think there's things to like about it. And there's also uh, some, like you mentioned, high risk uh, guys you weren't too high on. Yeah, and those high risk guys have been awesome in the first couple weeks. Um, for instance, Derrick Henry. Yeah, monster. Derrick Henry, Marlon Mack, Amari Cooper. Like that offense in Dallas has looked freaking awesome. Um, James Conner's been fine, and Austin Cooper's been a nice surprise to tight end, as is his Darren Waller. So, um, JJ props. The the team that I'm most surprised by in a negative way is probably your team, Eric. If you want to speak to that at all, <laughs> dude. My yeah, it, week one was definitely a struggle for me. Um, my running backs did not necessarily come to play. I think you can't hate. Saquon for that game. I think he did fine. He did what he needed to do. 
but Aaron Jones and Sonny Michelle both just absolutely shit the bed. Aaron Jones I probably shouldn't have been surprised about, um, but Sony, uh, he just didn't seem like he was in the game plan for the Patriots week one, so that was pretty unfortunate, especially after the season he had last year. Um, yeah, just real real struggle across the board for your boys. And, of course, I'm a bench Larry Fitzgerald. The corpse of Larry Fitzgerald had 25 points, so that was kind of I mean, that's just the classic, man. That's the classic. That's the classic. Um, but, before, yeah, no, it's been struggle. I'm sure you'll bounce back. Before we do our, our recap of, uh, of week two, uh, let's go back to week one because we promised the listeners per request that we would go back and talk about how our picks did. So let's go through them real quick. Um, week one, we didn't pick week two games, so we won't do week two. We'll go back to week one and at least tally how, how your boys did picking, picking these matchups. Um, you and I both had myself to beat JJ. That was, that was an L. We both, both took an L there. Um, if we go back and look at Flatline against Doug, I believe we both took Doug. We both got a win there. Mm-hmm. Um, Westboro Christians against Kareem Punt. Um, I think I took the I think I took the Christians. No, we both did. Yeah, no, I tallied this up at work yeah. earlier. Yeah, Brett, oh, perfect. Ab- with the absolute fucking pop off, Brett. Well done, man. <laughs> well done, Brett. <laughs> um, fucking Mc- Kyle, Kyle and Nolan. I'm- Kyle and Nolan, I'm pretty sure we both took Kyle. I mean, of course. Of course. Yeah. How could you not? <laughs> and then uh, Alec and you, I think. Did we, were we, was that the only one we were split on? See, this is the one where I feel kind of bad for you. Because you wanted to take Al. But I think in order to throw me a bone and not agree on everybody, I'm pretty sure you took me. I did. That's right. So I went 3-2 and two and you went 4-1 and one in, in our picks. Yeah, so that's that's one thing I can be happy about. Four and one, let's go. I don't get anything out of it, but whatever. <laughs> hey, that's that's okay, man. We'll 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 keep it. We'll we'll keep the tally going. And uh, we didn't we didn't make any picks on record for week two, so we'll we'll just skip over that week and we'll keep it going and keep it tallied up for you guys as the season goes along. Um, let's go into our next segment. Um, we used to call it our honorary Chris Hogan player of the week. Maybe we'll rename it, but for kicks for now, we'll call it, still call it our Hogan's Hogan's hero of the week. Um, do you what want happened to, to Chris Hogan first? Or would... he's, he's dead on the Carolina Panthers with the noodle arm cam. He died. Okay. Okay. Just make, just make sure. Yeah. We, we might need to rename. We'll, we'll have to brainstorm in the future, but for now, for now it's still the, Maybe now it needs to be instead of Hogan's Hero of the Week, the Chris Hogan Memorial Player of the Week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because he's basically dead. Uh, would you like me to go first and pick mine? Yeah, go for it. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Patriots defense for carrying Kyle to a victory. Over Kill you. me, dude. That was mine. I'm sorry. I know I had a I have a uh, a horse in this race, but yeah, that was just such a fucking tragedy, dude. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, enough said. 35 fantasy points from the New England defense. Basically, if you're picking a defense that's playing Miami, it looks like that's that's a that's a, a freebie for some some nice points in your DST spot. Um, the Patriots defense as a whole going against the the enigma that is the Dol- Dolphins franchise. Um, your Chris Hogan Memorial Player of the Week for me. How about you, Eric? Yeah, great choice. Yeah, that definitely was uh, one of my choices. I can I can flex I can flex off it, but. 
not to get on a soapbox, but that that was so crazy because the the Patriots are doing good, and I'm pretty sure both their pick sixes were in the fourth quarter. Were they not? Or maybe the first one was in the third. I don't remember. But the second one was definitely in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So yeah, that was out of nowhere. Then also, um, uh, uh, Kenny. Oh no, I have Kenny. Okay, no. Anyway, yeah, that was a tragedy. Um, let's see. What was it? What was the other close game? Oh yeah, you. With the uh, comeback victory on Brett, I think I'm going to go with my Hogan, Hogan's hero. I got I to gotta represent my boy OBJ here. Longest catch of his career. What was it, 89 yards? 89 yards. touchdown? Yep. I think just due to the epicness of that, I think once Njoku went down, you were looking pretty grim. <laughs> so once you caught that and were able to take the W from Brett by five points, I thought that was pretty, pretty glorious. It's always fun to get a W. A comeback W on Monday night, so OBJ for me. I wanted to take, but I didn't want to make it all about me. So I yeah. think Odell's a great pick. Brought me back from the dead. Yeah, for show. Very cool. Those are your Hogan's Chris Hogan Memorial players of week two. Rest in peace. So I don't know Rest if you had the week two waiver wire activity. I did. I think a segment that we maybe want to add is to highlight some of the interesting waiver moves each week. Um, before we start talking about week three, was there anything on the waiver wire that maybe got you excited or surprised that you want to want to discuss real quick? Yeah, no, I think that um, I was surprised. I think Nolan actually did a pretty good job on the waivers. Um, I think that tight end, as we all know, and it's almost like a meme to mention at this point, it's just a comically shallow position. And I think that picking up whoever the fuck Mark Andrews. I had no idea who that dude was before <laughs> before week one. But uh, getting Mark Andrews in the tight end was a really good uh, pickup by Nolan there. I'm pretty sure he's the highest scoring tight end through two weeks. Um, also, uh, kind of a surprise for me, because at least for me, he flew more under the radar, um, was uh, – oh, fuck, what's his name? The, the wide receiver for the uh, fucking Raiders. Than which Raiders receiver? I don't know. The one that Nolan picked up. Wait, maybe I didn't think Nolan picked up a Raiders receiver, did he? Fuck, never mind. That didn't happen. Anyway, I take it back. I, but I thought Mark Andrews was a good pickup, and I also thought Doug, he, Doug did a pretty good job. He, he got Demarcus Robinson from the Chiefs. Yeah, that was good. And then I think that, oh, no, this is week one. Shit. Okay, well, I'll just say in general, I thought Doug had some pretty good snags with uh, John Ross, Scary Terry. <clears throat> So, yeah. Terry, Terry McLaurin is one I like. I actually think that the DJ Chark pickup for JJ was my favorite move. Um, kind of, kind of a guy that that flew under the radar. We were all talking about Didi in the preseason, myself included. Um, but DJ looks like a big physical guy, maybe a red zone target that could help out Gardner Minshew. Um, and he's he's got some 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 speed to him. Um. I don't know. I'm, I'm becoming a DJ Chark fan, and I really, really like that ad. And then, as you said, for Nolan to be able to get both Mark Andrews and Demarcus Robinson, um, great ads. So those are things to get get excited about. For sure. And then lastly, the Josh Allen pickup. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just going to collect all the QBs until one works. <laughs> I, I've done that strategy before. It's not the worst. <laughs> um. But Josh Allen, you know, he's tall, rocket arm, looks good looks in shorts. Looks good in shorts. 
He's he's got all the tools. Big hands. Big hands. Big dick. Big dick. He's got he's got a BDJ. BDJ. Yeah, big dick. Big. Yeah. We've already got BDT and BDN. BDN's dead. I guess we got to find a replacement for him. So. Yeah. Hopefully, and hopefully he pans out. Dead too. Tevin's kind of dead too. So maybe maybe BDJ. Their, their dicks are just too big. They can't play football. It's too hard for them. He's the future. True. Um. Only other thing that I, I, I wanted to note, um, Brett dropping Michael Gallup for Randall Cobb. I, I think I'm kind of with you that long-term, if Gallup can get healthy, he's the guy I want to own maybe as the secondary Cowboys receiver. Um, but I'm not going to knock Brett for making that move to get a little bit of help on the bench um, in the short term. Yeah, I was kind of contemplating. I was looking at that earlier um, at work today, and I thought that at first I was like, wow, that blew my mind. Uh, I did not think you should have dropped him. Um but maybe I guess the idea is that if he's out actually four to six weeks or whatever it ends up being, uh, he could pick him up again. It's a risk, obviously, because, you know, someone could snag him off wa- waivers uh, on Saturday, I think, right? Or whatever. I guess we're, yeah. kind, of, we're kind of exposing that. <laughs> but, I mean, um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a mistake. But also you could maybe you could jump the gun and pick him up too early if maybe you need to be – streaming some players and you need those bench spots um i think brett probably could have got away with it with how good his team has been performing so i would say it's a mistake that's kind of a surprise for me yeah a bit of a surprise to me too um we'll see how long he's out for and then the the other one that was an obvious drop but r.i.p um oh who did you drop i was literally oh sorry uh anthony miller getting dropped and then Corey davis r.i.p to both of them Dude, to us. Fuck Corey Davis. What do I knew that was going <laughs> dude? What an absolute bust, too. What like I don't even... every year we get excited about him. I know it's and... he 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 seems like all the hype was wide receiver wide receiver one stuff, and it's just I don't know if just everyone's been wrong. But I mean that dude is just I mean they're not even like like you watch the Tennessee Titans play, they're not even like looking in his direction like he's not even a part of their game plan so yeah fuck Corey davis get the hell out of here i i doubt he will see any fantasy play uh maybe we need to add a segment that's the Corey davis memorial useless player useless player of the week i actually kind of like that too because a lot of times everyone gets all hyped on a player then they end up just like doing nothing that might be a new segment we'll we'll consider it We'll hear from the people. I'll, I'll put a poll with the link for this show. You can tell us if you want a Corey Davis Memorial useless player of the week each week. All right. That being said, Eric, I think it's time to move into some week three talk. What do you think? Let's get it going. The past, the past is the past. It's a long season. Let's talk about what's going on this week. Let's just go right into the matchups and start and start picking some things. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Cool. Um, how do you feel about starting with uh, with Kareem Hunt in a in a home matchup, if you will, um, against myself? Me fourth in the toss division, taking on Nader, who is third in the toss division. Now, before I get too deep into this matchup, I I hate to call people out here, but I got some insider info that. Nate's not running his team. He's got someone remotely running his team during the day. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Because, and the reason I found this out is because I asked him about the name change. Because changing from um, 
whatever it was with Mahomes. What was it? Uh, it ram, ramming, it was great... ramming, D, oh, ramming D. Oh yeah, it was ramming D and Mahomes. And Mahomes. I was like, why'd you change to Kareem Hunt? That's way worse. And he's like, oh, I didn't do it. He's like, I gave <laughs> someone else access to my to my team. But why would the person he gave access do it? Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> What's he doing? I don't know. Does he just get like given out his ESPN pa- username and password? It's just, it's just not if even I somebody knows. Post on Reddit, like who wants to run my fantasy team? Just like Craigslist, like someone just want to do this. I'll, I'll, I'll give you money. Like my friends will hate me if I don't pay attention. Just do it. <laughs> Amazing. All right, <laughs> that that being out of the way, sorry sorry to put, call you out, Nate, but you deserve it. Yes. Um, and everyone else in the league, please please give it hate mail let's let's go ahead and talk through this um how about you go ahead and start on on nate's side of the ball yeah quickly i'll just mention have nothing prepared so these are gonna be actually live picks i'm figuring this out as we go (laughs) um but yeah nate i mean nate's team's been good i think that some of the shining things you can look at is delvin cook uh, he has been just absolute. So he had a career game yesterday, even though for whatever reason, like maybe you can speak to this, but Minnesota kind of fizzled off in the run game late in that game for whatever reason. I'm pretty sure he had, what do you have? hundred, he had 180, what, what do you have? He had 150, 20 carries, 154 yards, uh, and a touchdown. Um, I think Delvin, Delvin Cook, someone that, despite maybe me being higher on him than you were, was, is still been a surprise. He's been, you know, top – greater than the top five running back so far. Um, a point of worry for me is Philip Lindsay. Uh, I know that he played Chicago last week, but he did not look very good. And also, he's not getting the carries. I, for whatever reason, <clears throat> Denver just does not seem to be uh, going for, like, kind of the bell cow – Philip Lindsay moves. Um, so that's a little worrisome. Also playing Green Bay this week, who I hate to say it actually has a pretty decent uh, defense, <clears throat> uh, run defense. Um, I think that could be a worry for his team. Uh, Cooper Cup, did you see that uh, pass, that touchdown pass Cooper Cup, Cup, Cup uh, caught on Sunday? He went full man mode on that run after catch, bro. Dude, he, he said, the, "No he one is stopping <laughs> Dude, I love Cooper Cup. I, we kind of forget that he's like six two, two two ten, or what, or two o five, or whatever. Yeah, no, he he he's a beast. Um, like but, he's not Julian Edelman size. He's kind of big for a slot receiver, for sure. But I think. Besides me being worried about uh, Philip Lindsay, there's not much to dislike about Nate's lineup. I think Vance McDonald's probably going to benefit from uh, Ben Roethlisberger getting hurt. I think that a lot of times the uh, younger quarterbacks kind of fall into a comfort zone thrown to their tight ends. So I think he actually might see more touches uh, with the new quarterback. Um, He actually had a really good game last week too. So I think that's maybe Nate actually got some more upside out of that guy. Um, and then, of course, uh, Rams, D, and Greg, I think, against Cleveland, whose offense just – I know they absolutely dominated the Jets, but the, even in that game where they won 23-3 to three or 33-3 to three or whatever, even even then they didn't look that great besides a few uh, big plays. So uh, I think Nate, Nate's team looks – I'm pretty high on Nate's team this week. Um, Mahomes against Baltimore will be interesting. Baltimore's defense is good, but I don't think it matters. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I like I like Nate's team. <clears throat> yeah, so I'll hit on just a couple points that that you kind of already already touched on a bit. One, I, I feel kind of bad for Nate because he's got the better runner in the Denver backfield. But why is Royce Freeman getting twenty something touches? It's blows a game? In the is beyond me. Like Philip Lindsay's such a more explosive, just better player. Like Royce is fine. You block it, he'll he'll run it. But but he, I don't know. He's he's Jordan Howard light, and that's not a compliment. I think I guess like Philip we Lindsay. don't we don't like when from a fan perspective, obviously. They teams do committees like you don't like when the Patriots throw the ball James White all game, you're like or use James White or uh fucking Rex Burkhead all game, you're like, what the fuck? Or when the Bears use uh Davis, but I think a lot of times teams use that despite the talent or Aaron Jones, for example, despite the talent because they're worried about injuries. I mean, it's a 16 week season, maybe. I mean, if you're gonna give if you're gonna give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe that's part of the reason. But even said, I mean, I totally agree with your point. Royce Freeman should not be touching the ball more than Philip Lindsay in any game of football that exists. Agreed. Yeah, sorry for a mini, mini, mini rant there, but that's just disappointing to me. Um, I agree with your points. I mean, Dalvin's looked like an absolute stud. We know we know what Hopkins can do. Um, Mahomes has had success against Baltimore, mm. um, and Carlos Hyde looked like a like a new man. Um, <laughs> For some reason, last week, which you know, all all the better for him. So, um, not too down on Nate's lineup. He's got mediocre matchups across the board. I would say um, it should be a decent point output for him. Nothing I'm too high or too low on on his side of um, on his side of the ball. Um, we move over to my my end. Speaking of resting running backs um, and splitting carries, some um, Todd Gurley is going to be frustrating to own this year. Yeah. However. He continues to put up good yardage totals even while he's splitting time because he's a beast. And he found the end zone last week. Um, I'm not pressing the panic button yet. He's the guy. And I'm expecting that as the season wears on, they will start giving him even more work um, as they rest him to get ready for the playoffs. For sure. I am going to need to make a move at tight end. They did announce today that David Njoku did not pass concussion protocol. He's going to be out. Um, and then the other thing of interest is I've got a fun little little running back flex sort of situation going between uh, Marky Mark, Tariq Cohen, um, and then then a flex wide receiver um, in Calvin Ridley. So that's that's a fun flex decision or RB two decision I'm going to have to make. Um, and Damian Williams has kind of a tough matchup this week, although it's not clear yet if he's still going to be catching passes or if it's going to be more LaShawn McCoy that's involved in the passing game, or if it's still going to be an even 50, 50 split of touches through the air on the ground. Um, the one thing that I, I am getting excited about this week is that Oakland secondary had free runners left and right last week. Um, and I'm hoping Stefan Diggs can catch another long one or two. For sure. Yeah. Do you have I think... anything to add on to that? Yeah, I think to your point in Ty Gurley, this isn't coming from my brain. I was reading this somewhere, but I, I heard here and from my kind of red zone watching of that game that he, he was looking a little apprehensive for the beginning of the game. He was running a little careful. He wasn't exactly doing classic Todd Gurley breaking tackles, just moving the ball stuff. And in the second half, he actually really came alive and looked like the Todd Gurley of old. So maybe – uh, also, again, not from my brain, but maybe the, the switch is turned on him and uh, you'll see more classic Todd Gurley production going forward, kind of based off of, uh, you know, how uh, back to form he looked in the second half of that game. 
So uh, I wouldn't be too concerned with Todd Gurley. I guess <clears throat> the other thing I'd bring up is Tom Brady, quite the snag, dude. <laughs> Perf- perfect, perfect example of why waiting to get a quarterback until later is totally fine because Tom Brady, despite not having an insane season last year from a fantasy perspective, <clears throat> I could easily see him finishing top three, three to five uh, in fantasy points for quarterbacks this year. Just absolute monster. So many weapons. And he's playing the Jets this week, which is going to be another blowout. So, uh, yeah, I think this this is going to be a close matchup between you and Nate. Yeah, speaking of Tom, like, not to not to be on, on Tom too hard here, but when he was out here dropping, like, back shoulder dimes to Antonio Brown, I was just like, Full, fully erect. <laughs> it was, dude. It was like dude. this. This is this is poetry in motion. Watching watching these two all season is going to be amazing. Dude, I was watching that that first drive just to see how the Patriots going to use him. And I was kind of in my head thinking, like, I mean, he's new to the offense. Everyone talks about the Patriots have the most complicated offense in the NFL. I mean, Antonio Brown's a smart player, but like. You know, how, how much are they really going to use him right off the bat? I'm pretty sure they targeted him, like, f- four times on that first drive. <laughs> and he, Dude, scored... he had three straight end zone targets on one drive. Yeah. And, then yeah, that, that uh, touchdown where the, the receiver was draped all over him and he snagged that back shoulder from Tom, right, I think, was just yep. a absolute thing of beauty. Um, I think with all the drama and ridiculous bullshit that ESPN talks about constantly with Antonio Brown <clears> – <throat> You, you you tend to forget how much of an absolute freaking monster on the field from a physical route running and like intelligence standpoint. Like he's a real life idiot, but he's a football genius. And I think that as long as he plays football, the the Patriots offense is just going to be comedy to watch. And he's shown no physical degradation either. Well, we, maybe we'll talk about it more when we get to your team. I don't want to go off too sure. too off the rails on this. We spent a lot of time on this matchup. Let's go ahead and pick it. What do you say? Let's do it. All right, after you. Okay. I think I'm going to take the uh, – according to ESPN, you're a five-point dog here. I think I'm, I'm going to – I'm think, not starting a tight end right now. Yeah, I think if you can find a tight end who I don't know is available, um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the dub here. Assume – I mean, you're obviously going to pick up a tight end. I think that – Stefan Diggs, like you mentioned, against that Oakland secondary, I could easily see him feasting. Uh, Todd against Cleveland, like I said, uh, looked really good in the second half of last game. Last year, he was a league winner, basically, until the playoffs. Or, let's say, a regular season league winner. <laughs> Every league I knew about, he was just his, the team he was on was dominating. So, I think I'm, I'm going to give you the W over here, mainly because uh, – I really don't like Philip Lindsay against Green Bay. I have a hard time seeing – I mean, the dude's averaging 10 carries a game. Unless he finds the end zone, um, I don't see a lot of production out of him. I know you said you're uh, high on Carlos Hyde, but, like, I think Carlos Hyde's another really end zone dependent guy. He's he's had a, he's uh, stack, stacked up some pretty good yardage totals, but I think in order to get good product, production out of that flex spot, you're going to need to see the end zone from him. Um so I think I'm gonna give Stephen Steve, Stephen the dub the, give the uh, dub to the dog here. It'll be close though. Scones scones by scones by seven. Ooh, I like it. 
put that in the books. Um, so picking for myself hasn't worked great so far. Oh, and one. We're going to try to change it up. I'm picking Nate. Simple as that. Do it. <laughs> no more analysis. That's it. All right. Let's go to our next game. We've got a we got a matchup of two two and O teams, my friend. This is going to be fun. One team's going to leave three and O. One team's uh, still going to be looking just fine at two and one. We've got Alec going on the road, if you will, to JJ's Glock and my Amari team. Um, this is going to be a super fun matchup. I'm going to go ahead and start on uh, on JJ's side of the football, and the guy that I'm looking at. To, I, this is probably super obvious, but a guy who could just go off. Um, this Sunday is Amari Cooper and it has everything to do with that matchup against Miami. I don't think Miami has a single defensive back that can, can stick with, with Cooper. And I think even if they wanted to go try to double him, I don't think it's going to matter. I think by like a 30 pointer from Amari would definitely not shock me next Sunday. Um, that's the guy that I'm, I'm getting, getting real excited about. Um, James Conner, um, questionable with an injury, backup quarterback. That's an intriguing situation to me. Um, he hasn't been maybe as productive as we'd expected so far, but neither has anyone else really on the Pittsburgh offense. And San Francisco's D-lines looks pretty dominant, so that's maybe a player that I'm, I'm not so high on with uh, just with the, the whole offensive situation as a whole um, and an actually you know a decent San Francisco front seven. And then the, the last point I want to pick on real quick is Derrick Henry. Um, what looks like maybe a tough matchup on paper, if we recall last year, I, I think he had two really big games against the Jags. Um, and I think that one Thursday night game, he actually had that 99-yard run, if I recall. Not saying that he's going to do that again, but in what should be a low-scoring ball control type game, I think Derrick's going to get at least plenty of chances to put up a big yardage total, and it wouldn't shock me if he found the end zone against the Jags. Um, I'll hand it over to you to talk a little bit more about JJ's team. Yeah, you, you, you pretty much nailed what I was going to talk about. I'm, I'm a little worried about James Conner, too. I could easily see um, Pittsburgh going down in that game and them throwing the ball a lot. <clears throat> uh, that combined with the lack of production from James Conner so far this year uh, is a bit of a worry. I think one uh, counterpoint, I would say, to the general consensus on – uh, the Devontae Adams matchup against Denver. I, I'm hearing that people are worried because Denver more or less, uh, you know, held Allen Robinson in check. But I feel like this. Yeah, it's all about Chris Harris. Yeah. Um, I, I think Devontae Adams is too good. Um, his ceiling might be a little capped, but I'm still not really that worried about uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, JJ sliding Marlon Mackin this week too i don't think he started them last week um that'll be interesting uh marlon mack uh absolutely popped off week one uh got a touchdown 174 yards i think against atlanta who has not looked good i could definitely see a repeat he's getting the touches he had 25 touches week one 20 in week two i think marlon mack at um uh rb2 is a great slot in for jj um but besides that, I, I agree with all your points. And real quick to touch on Mac, I don't know if he watched much of that game against Tennessee. There just wasn't a whole heck of a lot of running room. Mac took what was given right. to him. That guy has, like, he's really developed as a runner. He's got moves for days. He's crazy quick, man. He, he was the best player on offense for Indy, and that's an offense that had T.Y. Hilton on it. I'm not kidding. He looked really good. I'm, 
I'm becoming a Marlon Mack believer. For sure. Um, if we go over to Alex's side of the ball, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you take the take the wheel this time. Yeah, I'll uh, start it off. I think that week three is Mike Evans coming home week. Mike Evans. Ooh. Mike Evans is gonna find the freaking end zone in week three against New York Giants. Finally, and I think that I, I, I'm going to say Mike Evans, seven catches for uh, 90 yards and a touchdown is what I'll say. Uh, he's been underperforming, not him, but the, uh, the Buccaneers have been underperforming or at least not getting the ball in the first two weeks. And I think that's going to change. Mike Evans is just way too talented uh, to not uh, start popping off. Last year he had 1,500 yards. Um, that would be probably my highlight player for Alec, or at least my uh, game changer. Um, another person I look at on that team is uh, Lamar Jackson. Kansas City secondary is just still absolute garbage. I know they have six new starters when their defense has improved, but um, I could definitely see Lamar Jackson feasting. Totally new player this year. It's cliche. Not a running back. <laughs> we can... uh, We were joking about it at work, like, we think maybe the Chiefs uniforms just makes their defensive backs bad. <laughs> Wait, why is that? Just because I don't I don't know. We we're trying to go with a theory. We we're thinking maybe it just doesn't matter who plays in the secondary. They're just always going to be bad. This is true. Hey, what did you guys pick we're for Jalen Ramsey? <laughs> They're horrible, man. Free free runners left and right. Yeah, and I mean that game is I know whenever we talk about games that we assume to be high scoring, this happened last year. They're not, but I could easily see this game uh Exceeding seventy a seventy point total. I don't know what the line is exactly, but um, I believe it's in the low fifties. Okay, well I would take the over on that yeah. probably. Let me open up mybookie.ag. And it just is. so you guys know, we're brought to you by mybookie.ag. Uh, actually yeah. not, but we are <laughs> fifty three right now. Uh, yeah, that's pretty high, but I could I could see I could, I would probably feel comfortable taking over there regardless. Lamar Jackson is gonna uh, be a stud. Uh, another thing I'll highlight, or two more quick things I'll highlight before I hand it over to you. David Montgomery has looked great for the Bears, despite the fact that our offense is garbage. David Montgomery has looked good, and I feel like he's progressively becoming more of a bell cow for us. I think that. Uh, Davis, fine, like we didn't use him as much last week, which was great. Um, and, uh, you know, David was breaking tackles. He looked really good um, last week. So I could definitely see. That's a, definitely a solid uh, uh, flex choice against Washington. Um, point of worry for me would be Kyle Rudolph. I mean, Kyle Rudolph's my boy. He's, I've had him on my team for, I think, three seasons, two or three seasons. For a millennia. And um, he's been good, but uh, – he just has not found his way in that offense this year. Kirk has looked inconsistent, to say the best. Just stop about right him. there. <laughs> okay, I, I won't get on too much. Uh, uh, good matchup, but um, I still wanted to expect too much uh, production out of Kyle Rudolph. Uh, what do you think about uh, Mike? Oh, quickly, one last thing. We haven't talked about Al's name, because I'm pretty sure he changed his name after our first uh, pod. Is this true? I'm not sure. Uh, Underrated. Pretty good. Pretty good. Because I'll say Mike Hunt is already like a kind of a meme, like Mike Hunt, you know, like the guy's name. Yeah. Uh, And then also, (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow, did you, did you go to Harvard? <laughs> no, I didn't. How'd you know that? Um, and then he has Cream Hunt on his bench, and he has Mike Evans. So it's like he's got the two players that he combined and make my and Mike lunch. Williams, and Mike Williams, yeah, and Mike Williams, and Michael and Thomas. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh, good Mike's. name, Alec. Good job. Um, what do you what do you think about uh, Al's team going in the week three? I'm pumped to see Lamar Jackson getting. Dude, so my my theory for that game is the Chiefs are just going to put like eight in the box. And just play one on one and say Lamar beat me with your arm, and I'm excited to watch Lamar do his best to beat them with his arm. Because I think I think he's, he's gonna do in. it. He's gonna beat them off with his arm. That's typically how that's done. <laughs> um, there are a lot of things that I like about Alex's team this week um, that you kind of already hit on. So I'll hit on a negative before I go <clears> ahead and make my pick. Um, I love his two running backs as player uh, as players and prospects. You know, Joe Mixon's my boy. Um, and I liked Josh Jacobs at, at Alabama roll tide. And I, I think, you know, I think he looks like he's going to be a good NFL player. Those are both horrible matchups. I don't think Mixon's quite a hundred percent yet with the ankle. Buffalo's front seven is pretty studly. Um, and the Vikings front seven has stifled just about every runner they've seen so far. So I like the players, but I think they're just tough spots this week. Not to say they couldn't have good games because they're good players, but those are just not optimal positions. Yeah, and, that and being I'm, said, I'm gonna make my pick before I hand it off to you. Did you have something to say first? Sorry. Well, this is quickly, or uh, I'm gonna quick quiz. But don't you can't look. And maybe you've already looked, but Josh Jacobs didn't have a great game necessarily last week. But how? What do you think his uh, average yards per carry was? Uh, four point eight. Eight point three. Good God. Josh Jacobs touched the ball twelve times for ninety nine yards and had eight point three. Average yards per carry. So, I'm really, really – I love when uh, rookie running backs kind of live up to the hype. And uh, Josh Jacobs is a stud. Maybe Oakland should have done more of that. <laughs> Maybe they should have. But I think they were, they were getting uh, dad dicks, and they probably weren't running the ball too. They weren't running the ball, obviously. They were up 10 nothing. Yeah, in the, first, in the first, like, eight minutes. Yep. And then Patrick Mahomes right. in the second quarter. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. All right, I'm going to make my pick. I'm picking Alec. And for one reason and one reason only, he's got the X factor in this matchup. He has the X factor. Do you know who it is? It's the Cowboys defense. Do you want to know yes. why? They're playing the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Are you ready for a 20-plus point performance? Maybe 30-plus from the Dallas defense. I'm expecting at least one defensive touchdown. Alex winning this because his defense is going against the Dolphins. Over under 16 points. Cowboys Over. Team. Hell yeah, mark it down. I believe I agree. Miami is that in the books. comical, and they just traded their best player. So. <laughs> Take it, Eric. Uh, I have to agree with you here, man. I think that uh, Glock Mamari got is a little unlucky with the matchups this week, um, and I think that, like I said earlier, my X factor is Mike Evans is going to. I mean, Alex team already to uh, with the performance Mike Evans going to have. He's going to have a breakout game. Uh, Alec, and I, th- I think he, I think he might uh, uh, put up a pretty big total this week. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Michael Thomas, Mike. I mean, I think I think it's going to be a, a W week three for Mike Hunt. Somewhere at home, JJ sitting right now saying, "What do I have to do to earn some respect?" <laughs> dude, well, dude, this dude's two and zero. JJ, go win this week, and we'll I'll, I'll start respecting like I should, I guess. 
All right, let's move on to our next matchup. We've got a battle of two 0 and two teams. <laughs> One team's gonna walk out of here 0 and three. Who is it gonna be? We get Eric taking on Nolan Dark Helmet versus Tyreek's babysitting service. This is my matchup of the week because someone <laughs> is really in a world of hurt. Someone's <laughs> gonna get a win. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm going to let you start, and I'm going to let you start on Nolan's side of the football. Sure. Um, yeah, Nolan's side of the football. Um, Nolan, uh, I will I will admit for Nolan, he's had some injuries. It's been tough for him. But the downside of this fact is that the 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 players he has, I feel, just aren't are not going to do it. I think that – Marcus Robinson. <laughs> the players he has, I feel, are not good players. That's what I thought you were going to say, dude. dude I'm, I'm sorry, Nolan. And honestly, you're probably going to beat me. But uh, Demarcus Robinson, crazy game last week. I think definitely an outlier for him. Uh, you know, they're playing Baltimore. I think you still, you know, look at that as a good uh, matchup for him, but. Um, too too much risk there, in my opinion. I don't think you can uh, look at uh, that flex pick and say that you're comfortable, necessarily comfortable with it. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, I think if you're going to look at an upside, they're playing Miami. They're probably going to go up big, and they're going to run the ball a lot, which means Zeke's definitely He might probably... have 35 carries. Yeah, so Zeke's definitely going to have over 100 yards. Um, definitely a shining spot for Nolan's team. Downside, though, is what if they go up 35 to 0 and Ezekiel Hillett sits in the second half? You know, I mean, Tony it's Pollard time. Tony, Tony, Tony Pollard streaming uh, week. Uh, Tony Pollard come in. Uh, yeah, not much to say beyond it. I think, yeah, the other thing I'll say where I'm necessarily worried is Brandon Cook's production this year. Um, maybe you might have more insight on that, but I've been uh, surprised with his lack of uh, action in these games. Like, he had a pretty. Pretty he had, from a fantasy standpoint, he had a pretty good game last year, but he only or, uh, last week, but he only had three catches. Um, so that'll be an, another place where I'm worried. Lots of people to feed on that offense. Cooper Cups seeming like the wide receiver one there, uh, especially uh, real life. Just looking how you know good they're playing. Uh, he's been playing. Um, uh, I guess another shining spot I'll mention. Uh, we kind of touched on this in the waiver wire pickups. Is Mark Andrews didn't know this human being existed until. Uh, after week one, and he's been, I'm pretty sure, the tight end one. He's got to be. Yeah, he, uh, both games, eight receptions, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, against KC, I think, if, I mean, it could happen again. So, I think if, if you're going to look at shining spots, Ezekiel Elliott, Mark Andrews, uh, worries for me on his team. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, I know he had a comically monster game uh, uh, last week, and uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, what do you think about uh, Tyreek's babysitting service? You touched on some of the highlights. Um, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily think Demarcus Robinson as a risky play is a bad thing for Nolan because I think he's a high upside play, and I think Nolan needs that this week. Sure. Um, anytime you play with Pat Mahomes, there's the, the opportunity to catch a 40-yard touchdown, um, especially because Sammy Watkins is going to be the guy that continues to draw more attention, I think, while Tyreek's out. I think that opens up the opportunity for Robinson, Hardman. You know, Kelsey Kelsey and Watkins are going to get the majority of the attention. Um, 
it wouldn't shock me if DeMarcus continues to to see some some lighter attention and maybe you know when you play with a quarterback that's that talented and right. and you know tight windows and you have Andy Reid drawing up plays to get guys free um I like that as a high upside play to be honest now if I told you before week one that by week three Nolan was going to be starting Tyrell Williams Mark Andrews and DeMarcus Robinson you would have said wow that's not good (laughs) that's rough (laughs) but I don't think but I don't think it dooms him here um and the the one the one guy I'm a little worried about is is Leonard Fournette um just because Tennessee's front seven continues to look good you you mentioned it earlier how they kind of stifled Mac last week now Mac and Fournette are different style runners if Fournette finds you enough and it's not like you're starting anyone in place of Fournette, right? You just kind of have to hope that, that he breaks a couple long ones and finds mm. the end zone. The thing that could make it all up is Zeke could score 40. <laughs> I know. And yeah, he could. Then, and, then you're, and then we're talking about, like, well, that might be enough to win his week. So that's where it's at for me. It's going to be real interesting. Um, let's move over to your side of the ball. And I will, I will speak a little bit. The guy that I'm super excited about oh, – I'm actually excited, really excited about two guys on your team this week. Their names are Antonio Brown and Kenny Galladay. Antonio Brown gets the Jets. The Jets' defense is decent, but they're a little banged up right now. And this Tom Brady guy that plays quarterback um, knows how to get 84 the ball – or 17 now, I guess, the ball. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do to the Jets secondary. And then I'm almost even more excited about Kenny Galladay. And the reason is because, like, Philadelphia has a couple of guys that may as well be traffic cones out there <laughs> playing cornerback. Sorry, Kyle. It's the truth. Um, Avante Maddox is, is kind of worth a darn, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm not excited about the Philly secondary. And Galladay is an absolute freak and we saw what a freak like Julio did to that secondary last week um I'm really excited about Galladay's upside um what do you like on your team this week or not like what are you concerned with whatever you want to talk about or is yours uh, yeah quickly I'll agree with you and Kenny easily could see him catch speaking of 40 yard bombs catching it Stafford tossing the 40 yard bomb against that Philly secondary um I guess I'll, yeah, I'll start with the things that I would be more concerned about um one would be Sonny Michelle. Uh, he he found the end zone uh, last week, but fucking barely. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that play, but he was it was like a four. It was like third and inches on the goal line. He barely got in, um, and he's looked in. I mean, maybe you, you uh, obviously as a Patriots fan, I have a different opinion, but he's looked kind of anemic uh, running the ball, uh, not really breaking tackles. Um, averaging pretty poor yards per carry. So kind of worried about Sonny Michelle. I don't really know what else I would do there. Josh Gordon obviously takes a pretty big hit with Antonio Brown in the team. Um, so that would be one uh, point of emphasis I would mention. Uh, Bro. Go ahead. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Same. I'm, I, it's still, I'm still – I'm still uh, – there's some moves I could still make. I think – No, I'm, uh, I'm still a Sony believer, so that's I'm, – I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to that start. But if you want upside, he's not upside, I don't think, this right. week. He's, he's floor. Yeah, and speaking of upside to my other running back, Aaron Jones, the Packers need to – who's still a running back again? I'm blanking. Jamal Williams. Jamal, Jamal Williams needs to fuck right off because – 
and this is it's it, again it's cliche at this point, but like Aaron, Aaron Jones when he touches the ball, it's just like magical. That guy is such a talented player, and like he he deserve he deserves especially. I mean, last week he had twenty three carries for one hundred sixteen yards against Minnesota defense, which was pretty good. Um, I worry about Aaron Jones just because of you don't really know what you're going to get from a game planning standpoint from him week in and week out. Um, other thing I'll touch on my team is my quarterback situation. Uh, I was I was pumped about Baker, bought into the hype, bought into the hype. I was pumped about Jameis Winston, bought into the hype. Jameis Winston is just absolutely a garbage player. I'm not sure if he'll start by the end of the season. Uh, Baker, uh, I've watched those Cleveland games because you know because uh, how excited everyone's been about uh, the Browns this year, and he has looked a little lost in those games. Even in the game, and then he last randomly week. makes plays that you're like, "Wow, that was legit," and then he yeah. does stuff that you're like. Wow, that was horrible. Yeah, yeah, then you're like, what the hell? Um, and then lastly, I guess I'll touch on Saquon Barkley playing Tampa Bay. Similar situation, I think, to Zeke Elliott. Uh, that game might be closer, but that, don't, that might help Saquon. He catches footballs well, more than a lot more than Zeke Elliott. Um, you don't really know what you're going to get with Daniel Scones if that offense improves. Um, also in a good matchup, I'm you know pretty pumped about – uh, the idea of Saquon, and then obviously Travis Kelsey against Baltimore in a high-scoring game. Easily could see him uh, popping off for 20-plus. So, uh, interesting interesting matchup on both ends. 100% agree. Um, I will say, as far as your quarterback situation, watching that Cincinnati defense, man, dude, they're bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're good. But then – We'll see if what Josh has been doing is an enigma or if it's legit. Baker feels safe-ish. Um, I'll let you pick this game first, and then I'll I'll take a crack at it. Yeah, I think kind of like you – I mean, I hate picking myself, but I also made a pact with my brain that I just cannot pick Nolan to win football games. So this historical precedent has 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 – led me to believe that Nolan will not win football games. Therefore, I'm going to have to take myself here. I think that besides Zeke and the upside with Demarcus Robinson, I don't, I don't really like uh, his team a lot this week. I think I'm going to have to give my, I'm, I think I'm going to get my first win in week three, but I hate, I hate, I just hate the fact that I'm, I'm I have to pick this. I hate it. Dark helmet. First one. I'm going to go way out on a limb here for giggles and I'm going to take the play. I'm going to take the team with the guy, the player that I expect to have the highest scoring week and a couple other, I'm going to take, I'm basically going to take the ceiling instead of the floor and I'm going to, I'm going to take Nolan. It feels disgusting, but put, (laughs) put me down for a Nolan pick. I don't even know. I don't even have rationale behind it other than that. Just put, do it. My rationale was that I don't think Nolan could win football games, which also sucked. So, (laughs) Hey, no, that's a good strategy. <laughs> Let's move on to our next matchup. Teams, they're going to be biting for a two-and-one spot, and it's a pretty fun matchup. We get what the Westboro Christians taking on Alvin and the Chub Monks, um, who has since updated their team photo. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Doug's team, which is a roster that I still really like. Um, the one thing with him that I'm, I'm interested to see what he's going to do about the quarterback situation, 
He's currently rostering Trubisky, Rivers, and Breeze. Breeze is obviously going to miss some time, which hurts hurts his overall team comp a little bit. Um, but I think Rivers and Trubisky or some combination can make up the slack. Unfortunately for you Bears fans, I haven't been really excited about what I've seen from Mitch so far. <laughs> you don't say. Um, that's not to say I don't think he can turn it around. Um, but I also think Washington's defense isn't completely horrible, even though they gave up 30 to Dallas last week. I think Dallas's offense might just be good. Um, Rivers gets a tough matchup, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see how Doug approaches his quarterback situation this week. Um, one player that I want to talk about that I'm getting real excited about is um, Delaney Walker. It, this feels like the return of, of Delaney Walker is maybe like one of the more elite fantasy tight end options. I love options. Delaney. Because uh, Marcus doesn't really have a whole heck of a lot else to throw to. Delaney's kind of a savvy veteran at this point that's still, you know, still big, fast, great hands. Just lumbers across um, the field. Red zone target. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a big Delaney Walker fan and excited to see see what he can do. Um, and the, the last guy that I'm interested in, um, the Saints play, the, this is getting into more X and O's a little bit. Um, the Saints play Seattle. Seattle plays a ton of zone defense with a backup quarterback in there. The checkdowns to Alvin might be like Alvin might catch ten balls in this game, um, just because like Seattle plays so much zone defense, and I expect them to use Kamara to try to find soft spots in the zone and give Teddy easy completions. Um, and in PPR, you will gladly take those points. So I'm I'm expecting kind of a bounce back week from Alvin. Um, thoughts on this game from you, Eric? Yeah, I think I've historically been a big time John Brown hater. Big time. Big time John Brown hater. Smokey? But... Huh? Smokey? I guess <laughs> his nickname, right? Smokey. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. I don't think he necessarily deserves a nickname, but uh Ooh, ouch. <laughs> but I like him this week. I think that you touched on it. Cincinnati's defense rough and he seems to be a guy that Josh Allen likes. If jo- as long I think if Josh Allen can get him the ball I think that uh, you don't hate starting uh, John Brown as wide receiver too, and I actually kind of like his upside this week in Cincy. Um, another thing uh, obvious that's a little obvious: <clears throat> Adam Thielen against Oakland. Both those matchups, John and uh, Adam Thielen, look glorious. Just like you said about Diggs, I could easily see uh, Adam catching some deep balls, going for a touchdown. Um, the worry for me is <laughs> I don't know what Doug's going to do. I'm sure he's still probably contemplating uh, what, who's the other quarterback he picked up. He's got Rivers. Rivers. Uh, Mitch Mitch has not looked good in real life or in fantasy. And, he, and he's not giving you he's not giving you points from the ground game either. He hasn't been running a lot. Um, so I definitely would worry about the Mitch start now. You know, as a Bears fan, I want him to succeed, but it's definitely a risk. Um, totally agree with you, Elvin Kamara. He's going to get his last week, I think, with more uh, of a fluke than anything. That was a weird game, obviously, with uh, Drew Brees getting hurt and everything. Um, so, yeah, that's my, that's my take on Doug's team. Uh, anything else you got on Doug? No, let's go to Brett. Do you want to start or you want me to? No, I'll start, I'll start off. Let's go get to... It. A player that I love, I loved last year, and I I still love this year, and he's definitely 
even outperform my expectations. And if we did a week two pod, it would definitely be my Hogan's hero, uh, Austin Eckler. What a Bro. stud. He is more than filling that Melvin spot. He's been putting up Melvin numbers. He's running the ball well. Uh, he's catching footballs. Both games, he, he had over five receptions, I think, for a lot of yards. Uh, uh, really, he, I mean, he being also, able to, go ahead. He also cost me money by fumbling on the goal line, but it will, will let it slide. Yeah, RIP. But, um, yeah, Eckler, being able to slide on Alison Eckler at your uh, flex spot uh, is just absolutely glorious for Brett. Um, I guess – I mean, you can make the argument he can make should make him his uh, RB two and have James White or whoever he's got on his bench. Um, but uh, yeah, I really like Austin Eckler this week. Uh, another player, uh, George Kittle. Last year he was the tight end one. He had more points in fantasy than uh, Travis Kelsey. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure he actually did. Um, this year hasn't exactly panned out so far. Um, uh, but I think against that Pittsburgh defense, I could see uh, George Kittle. Uh, having a <clears throat> good game. Um, another player I love, obviously you love, one of the best route runners in football, Keenan Allen, also against Houston. Um, he's been great. I expect him to uh, feast. Uh, and then, yeah, Brett's got so many so many guys. I mean, <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey, another player uh, s- similar to Alvin, who last week kind of, didn't have a good game. He's that team's offense now, especially with Cam Newton being more or less a corpse uh, against an Arizona team that's pretty bad, um, like him as well. There, there are some reports that Cam Newton may not start this week. You may see a 35-touch game from Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, and, and the funny thing is I was mentioning this to Brett when we were watching, I don't know if it was week one. I think it was week one when he had like 40 points, like – Christian McCaffrey had, like, 23 points when he only had, like, I think 30 rushing – not even 30 rushing yards and didn't have a touchdown yet. That dude just does everything. He catches – you know, he's just constantly getting the ball sent his way. So, um, less like uh, – I guess if there's a downside, I can't see the bench, so I don't know exactly who Brett has on his bench right now. I guess I could pull it up, but uh, James White does worry me a bit. Uh, obvious, but they're playing the Jets. I definitely see New England going up early going up big. Um, not sure how much produ- production in the passing game you see out of James White. I think the Patriots are running the ball a lot. It's going to be Rex Burkhead or um, Sonny Michelle. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my take on uh, Brett's team, but definitely lots to like with uh, McCaffrey, Allen, and uh, Eckler. Yeah, I think, you, I think you all hit all the big points as far as highlights. I'm not really going to add anything on. I, I really like Brett's lineup here. Um, the only thing I will add is the, the Chargers defense gets a really bad Houston offensive line, and they're a pretty darn good, you know, in terms of pass rush. Um, could at least get a few sacks. Maybe can, maybe can force a turnover or two um, from Deshaun Watson there, something to keep an eye on. Um, Let's go ahead and pick this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take take at it. And I think this I think this is one of the matchups that ends up really coming down to the wire this week. Um, you know there are a lot of there are a lot of a lot of positive situations I think on both sides. The the quarterback uncertainty on Doug's side has me a little wary. I'm gonna go ahead and, and shoot my shot with Brett's team here. 
Good pick. And I think that <clears throat> I'm probably going to have to agree with you here. Uh, Brett just has a ton of firepower. And I think that the running back duo of uh, C. McCaffrey and uh, Austin Eckler are probably going to get it done for him. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. Uh, Brett's going to take the dub in a close one. I like it. I like it. Let's move on to our last game. We get a 2-0 and team taking on a 0-2 team. Um, maybe Flatline can sniff an upset here. He's taking on Kyle, who has looked pretty dominant thus far. Um, I'll go ahead and, and take a start on, on Flatline's side of the football. And before we talk maybe too much about the obvious here, I'm, I'm interested in the tight end position of Evan Ingram. Looking ahead at this matchup, um, Tampa Bay's really struggled to stop the tight end. We just saw Greg Olson have a huge game against Tampa Bay. For some reason, they really struggled to t- stop tight ends. I don't really understand why, but they have. Um, Evan Ingram, really athletic player. Um, he's a new quarterback. Uh, you mentioned earlier how new quarterbacks tend to, tend to lean on the tight end, big target in the middle of the field. I'm wondering if Evan Ingram has a really, really big game this week. Um, it's definitely something that I'm going to keep my eyeballs on. Um, and one, definitely one of the players on, on Flatline side that I think gives him a lot of upside and maybe maybe a chance to pull up the upset here. Um, on the other side of things, a little more negative, I haven't been real excited about what I've been seeing from Devontae Freeman. He's giving up more and more share of, of the workload to Ito Smith. I don't think Devontae himself has looked bad, but he also hasn't gotten as many chances in the red zone as I would have liked. Um, I was hoping to see him get a few more carries inside the 10 against Philly when they had those chances and they really didn't go to him. I don't know if that was part of the game plan specifically against Philly because of their, you know, inability to stop the pass. Um, And they aren't throwing the ball to him as much, which was one of the best parts of his game when he was having, um, you know, those couple of breakout years. So I'm interested to see how they use Devontae moving forward. Um, If if Flatland can start getting some production from Devontae, I think that would go a long way and helping his team. Um, so there's a couple, couple of highlights. We'll start to pick up the pace here as we're getting deeper into this pod. Um, what are you, what are you looking at here? Eric? Yeah, no, I think you touched on the two main things I want I, I was going to touch on Evan Ingram, like a lot, new quarterback against Tampa Bay. Everything you said, I agree with uh, solid start. Um, also Devonte Freeman. I'm big. Be- I'm more and more beginning to think 2016 was just complete, or I think it was, I don't know, whatever, whatever year he was like a top, top eight running back. Was a fluke because he sucks. Um, I don't think he sucks. He sucks. <laughs> I don't think he's a bad player. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's averaging two yards a carry right now. That team, Atlanta doesn't look very good. I know they got the W, but uh, definitely worried about uh, Devontae Freeman. I think one thing where you can look for a lot of upside is Juju. I think he hasn't looked that great. I think Pittsburgh's been kind of a stagnant offense. <clears throat> so far for the past two weeks. But I think in this matchup, I could see a close game. I could see Pittsburgh uh, throwing the ball a lot, and Juju's just too talented to, uh, you know, continue to not produce. Um, so I, I like Juju here. Uh, Julian Edmond easily could see uh, catching the cut, touchdown uh, against the Jets. Um, another place where I might be worried, as surprisingly as Aaron Rodgers, um, they do, the Packers do a really good offensive line. But I still could imagine Denver's amazing defense line getting to him, uh, making him make quick throws. Aaron's usually good when he has like four seconds to roll out and make deep passes. And even then, you got uh, Chris Harris uh, on your boy, Devontae Adams. So that's a worry for me. 
uh, on uh, Flatline's team. Let's uh, no, all, all all very valid points. Let's move over to Kyle's side, and I'll I'll let you you start this time. Um, and there's there's one player in particular that I think you're going to talk about that I want to talk about. Go ahead. Is it Julio? No, it's not. But uh, <laughs> I mean, Julio, I like I like Julio's matchup too. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, again, maybe it's Cam Noon, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, Cam Noon definitely. I don't. I'm not. Obviously, I'm not sure what the situation with Cam is. Uh, prop, prop might not start. Uh, definitely a worry on Kyle's side. But I think if there's a player you're going to highlight, it's going to be Julio Jones. He has just been an absolute stud, just undefendable. Uh, ran a freaking long-ass touchdown last week. He's just so good. He's playing Indianapolis, uh, really liking this week. Uh, another player I like is uh, Zach Ertz. Um, not much to say there, but like it. Uh, I guess the last thing, um, tough matchup, but Emmanuel Sanders is definitely having a good season this year. Did not expect that. Uh, definitely was on my not draft list. I've been worried about Emmanuel. Um, but I think that's actually a pretty decent uh, uh, flex pick. Um, so... Yeah, I think there's there's definitely some worries on Kyle's side, but you know Julio is a beast. So, what what who who is your player? Funny, you actually didn't talk about the player I was interested in talking about. That's Le'Veon Bell. Um, he gets what some might view as a tough matchup this week, but you you just saw in a game with with the third string quarterback and nothing else working, the Jets just said, "Le'Veon, you're our best player. You're going to touch the ball basically the entire second half." And Le'Veon's out here making people miss left and right. He's yeah, he's hurdling guys. He's trying to will his team to score a touchdown down twenty-three to three with like two minutes left in the fourth quarter. I feel bad for the guy playing on this Jets team. I love Le'Veon. Um, it seems to have no luck. But gosh, does he look like an electric player still, or what? Anyone that was down on him in the off season for missing preseason games or like not having played in a year, how wrong were you? Yeah. Or worrying about is... running backs or like system, you know, they're dependent on their system and their O line, which to a extent they are, but Le'Veon is not. <laughs> this guy's still maybe the most talented running back in the in the National Football League. Um, I, after watching him in that Monday night game, I have no problem saying that he looked incredible. Um, and I don't care who they play; he's going to touch the ball probably thirty times again in this game. And I don't care if they're down, you know, thirty to three. Um, in the fourth quarter, he's going to be out here doing work, catching passes, getting getting yards. I actually still like Le'Veon to have a big game in what some might consider a bad matchup. The downside here for Kyle is the quarterback position. As of recording this, it sounds like Cam Newton might not play. Um, Kyle might have to look to the waiver wire with nothing on his bench. Um, that's a big question mark. So we'll we'll see we'll see uh, what we're in for as we get some more news out of Carolina this week. That being said, let's pick this one. Are you ready for some weird stuff? Because I am. I'm. I'm taking the dog here. Give me flatline. Oh baby. Some way, somehow. You know, I I, I picked Kyle as one of my favorite drafts, but I, I I'm going against him here. I'm gonna go a little contrarian. Give me flatline. Eric, who do you like? Yeah, I, I I respect giving uh, picking flatline having his first W, but I, I don't think I can agree with you here. I think I'm going to have to go Kyle. I think, of course, you're worried about the quarterback situation. 
with especially with all of us clicking quarterbacks, me and Doug, I think both are rostering three right now. <laughs> um, I don't know who we could put in, uh, but I just love the upside of Le'Veon and Julio and Zach Ertz way too much to uh, uh, be able to pick against uh, a flatline team where I don't see nearly as much upside. I think that's a perfectly understandable angle. And my I, I hate my angle, so <laughs> that's okay. Just taking the dog. I'm taking a dog that's actually favored right now, which doesn't make any sense, but whatever. All right. That being said, let's move on to our next segment. It is called Studs and Duds. That's all right. We're bringing it back, folks. Studs and Duds, where Eric and I each pick one player that we expect to have, you know, a huge week to go off, maybe carry your team to a victory. And then another player to, you know, not necessarily give you a goose egg, but maybe you were really relying on them to give you something and they gave you pretty close to nothing, um, or at least vastly underperformed their expectations. Studs and duds. Would you like to start, Eric, or shall I? Let's let's start in the studs. Let's start with some positivity. Uh, I can go ahead. I can I can get this started for the boys. Get after it, my guy. Um, also, live stud pick. So there. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people you can choose, but for me, uh, it's Lamar Jackson. I think. Lamar, Lamar Jackson could easily easily have the highest point total this week. Kansas City is secondary. Horrible. That's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Lamar Jackson's been beasting this year. He's been slinging it. Uh, could see him rushing for a touchdown. Could see him throwing four touchdowns. Who knows? But, yeah, Lamar Jackson, lock him in for my stud of the week. I love it. Um I had a few, I had a few candidates in mind, um, and this is, this one's probably pretty obvious. Going with Ezekiel Elliott, um, I already mentioned it earlier. He gets Miami's defense. Miami's defense isn't good. They're not going to want to tackle Ezekiel Elliott. They're not going to be motivated in this game. Zeke's going to touch it at least twenty five times. There's the chances of him not getting to hundred yards are slim. There's a mm-hmm. chance he can get to two hundred yards in this game. Um, and maybe find the end zone more than once. Give give me Zeke to to go bonkers. Um, we'll go into a little. Did you want an honorable mention before we do duds, or, or are we good there? Uh, I, I'll do an honorable mention. It's actually the same team, and I already talked about this guy. But Mike Evans is going to have a beastly game. He's my other stud. Alec, you better pull through for me because both my studs are on your team. <laughs> but yeah, Mike Evans, I love him this week. I love that pick. I like that too. Um, I'm going to go with. Are, are you ready for this? The Cowboys defense is an honorable mention. <laughs> they no, also I'm just, I'm on Alex team. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay. Um, nice. I, I just picked two players in the same in in the you know in the same matchup in our league. But I, I like I like Kenny to maybe have a field day against Philly. I like his upside there. I, I think he could have a big day. Um, he should catch eight or nine balls in that game, if not more. It would be a real shame if their offensive coordinator didn't dial him up that many times. Um, let's go ahead and go to our duds. Um, I hate to go against this guy because I, I, I really like him. Um, this is also kind of selfish because I hope he doesn't have a great game. I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs. He's a dud this week. Um, Josh just has a tough matchup against Minnesota. I could see I could see the Vikings, you know, hopefully getting getting up early in that game too. And like you said, you know, he had a lot of success on the ground last week, but it didn't necessarily result in a big fantasy day just because of game flow. Um, and I also think Minnesota's front seven is pretty legit. So, so sorry, sorry, Josh. I like you, and I like your rest of the season outlook, but you're my of the week. 
Eric? I'm also going to go with a young running back, and that's going to be Philip Lindsay. I think that Gr- Green Bay has really turned the uh, turned a new leaf on their defense. Uh, their D- their run D has been good, um, and also with, with the usage, like you mentioned earlier, Royce Freeman touching the ball way too much. Maybe Denver realizes that and starts trying to use him more, uh, run the ball through him a little bit more, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Philip Lindsay, Eric's double league. I love it, man. Let's uh, well, let's let's go into our last segment. Let's close this thing out. You know what it is? You've heard of it before. It's show me what you got. Maybe I'll throw the drop in there. Maybe we'll start throwing the drop in there. <laughs> I think Anchor lets me do that. Anyway, show me what you got. Um, for those of you that don't remember, a segment where we can call out particular player, particular team, um, usually a fantasy team or a particular player on a fantasy team that hasn't been performing to expectations or maybe deserves a little respect on their name and they aren't getting it right now. Um, we want to call them out to do something this week to maybe maybe garner some of that respect or, or show us that they're still alive. Um, so let's do our show me what you got pick of the week. I've got mine in mind. Do you have yours in mind, Eric? Oh, I have mine. In mind. Go ahead, sir. Uh, my show you show you what you got this week is John Brown. Uh, he's had two two very solid weeks. Historically, he has not been great. He's been more of a, a boomer bust player. On now on Buffalo, can he be a consistent wide receiver two pick? Um, he's got a great matchup against Cincinnati. Uh, a lot of hype around Josh Allen right now. Uh, John Brown. Show me what you got. Can you get? Can you help Doug get the W this week? Uh, let's do this, John Brown. I love it. I'm not going to call it a player. I'm going to call it a team in our league, a particular owner. Nolan, buddy, <laughs> they're, they're, they're taking shots at you in the in the group chat, man. <laughs> they're they're coming at your neck. <laughs> what a I'm on your said. side this week. I'm going contrarian. I am on your side. I think you've got some upside on your team. But this is the time you got to do it, man. If you start 0-3 again, <laughs> it's going to be tough for you to come back from this, man. They're already calling you out after 0-2. Show this league what you've got, not just me. Show us what you've got, my friend. Nolan, do you want to get roasted harder? <laughs> if Nolan That's wins, the real question. If if Nolan wins, you Nolan, if you're listening, you should change your name to um basically a free win. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be dank. Would be dank. All so, right. Great pick. That's our show. Any closing remarks, Eric, as we head into week three here and get ready for some football games? No, that's it. I'm pumped. I'm obviously the season's been a little tough for me, especially getting dick to Kyle <laughs> getting dicked by Kyle by four points when I scored one forty three. Um, but yeah, good luck, everybody. It's been fun. Sorry if my if my if my if I didn't seem prepared, but uh, you know, we do we do what we gotta do, right, Stephen? Unfortunately, I have a life outside of this podcast. I wish I didn't. <laughs> Just too busy, right? Just too busy. It's it's not ideal. We do our best for you guys. I hope you're enjoying the pod. Um, 
yeah, I got nothing really else to add. I'm just looking looking forward to more football and hopefully some close matchups this week. Hopefully some more excitement on Monday night with some 89-yard touchdowns to win a matchup. Sorry, Brett. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited for some week three, boys. Let's get after it. That's all I got. Peace out.